Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And as you know, my channel on Thursdays, we normally speak with Jonathan Twomley, but he is out looking at a deal. So I reached out to my good friend, Dion from Dion Talk and said, hey, any chance we could do a one-on-one? Uh, I know we have the three amigos later today. And uh, Dion said, yeah, let's do it. So thank you very much, Dion. Howdy, Mike. Excited for round one? Looking forward to this topic because this is one that really ties into uh, why I invest the way I do. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen it. I think you actually brought it up to me in a quick text. It looks like Meet Kevin is uh, on the stock market crash bandwagon. I think 10 of his last 20 videos are on stock market crash. I think Graham Stephan just did a video on don't buy stocks. It's, um, it's an interesting time. So I thought maybe we would just start there and see what your thoughts are. Yeah. So not only did Graham Stephan do the, the video on, you know, just don't buy stocks, but Meet Kevin is saying, you know, as stocks drop, this is the dip, keep buying the dip, mm. which if he was using dollar cost averaging and he was always investing the same, it makes sense to buy the dip. Uh -huh. But that's really trying to time the market. And mm -hmm. I don't want to make it a video on stocks versus real estate, but both of us have designed our, our portfolios around real estate only. You have the experience of being heavy into stocks. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's go over really quick, just in case somebody hasn't seen that. How did that work out for you? Uh, well, it depends on your timing. If you were like, I see the beauty of the, the market today is to me, it feels very much like the environment I was in. I successfully turned $7,000 into $191,000. You, I got to tell you, you feel really confident. You feel like you can't make a mistake. You say stupid things like I'm smarter than Warren Buffett. I have the Midas touch. And then you get lazy. Uh, you um, get full of yourself. You start adding leverage on stupidity. And uh, I successfully turned 191 grand into 40 grand uh, in record time. So I, I, uh, I again, I, I, I study or I, I have studied the stock market more than most people. Uh, and I can tell you that at some, at some point, uh, the stock market will come down, right? The Buffett indicator, which is something basically the US GDP and the cap market cap of all S&P 500 has never been this stretched. Eventually earnings will matter. And as I've talked about on my daily financial news show this morning, uh, we are gonna enter an era of earnings miss. We had, we had five quarters, so 15 months, where every quarter, like 85% of companies beat earnings expectations. It is really easy to buy stocks when that happens. What we have experienced just in the last 21 days is earnings miss, earnings cuts, and uh, we have inflation raging and supply chain issues. Companies are not going to hurt hit earnings. And oh, by the way, just for example, today, Bed Bath & Beyond, we saw um, you know, less people in the stores. We have um, raging inflation and we have uh, transportation issues. And the stock got whacked 25% like that. This is coming. People don't realize it. So 
if you're buying the dip, you're eventually going to be the dip. And there are people out there like me, Kevin, who makes a, you know, 10,000 bucks a day on YouTube. He could probably buy the dip forever. And it won't hurt him. But a lot of people following him don't have that lucrative daily income. And um, I'm afraid that advice is going to hurt a lot of people. So a real quick side-by-side -side comparison. Uh -huh. and, and, and what is your, you have the actual master's degree in Yeah, in, so right? I have a uh, undergrad in economics, and then I have a master's in business administration. Okay, and I have a PhD, public high school diploma, so I'm <laughs> about the same. But on average, how much do does the stock market have a return if you, if you look at the last hundred years, I, I always hear like 10% or something. Yeah, it's eight or 10%. I, th I think it's like eight, it's eight point something. So it's, it's, you know, let's call it nine. We'll split the difference. Okay. So if stocks are returning nine or, and my cash on cash return goal with real estate is a 10% cash on cash mm -hmm. return. Mm -hmm. So if I put hundred thousand dollars into stocks and hundred thousand dollars into real estate, Next year, real estate's going to pay me at least $10,000. I have not, not hit a 10% return yet. Mm -hmm. The 10% return on stocks, 9% or whatever. How we average, Call it 10, you know, fine. Whatever. Call it 10, thanks. Is if you sell it. Well, yeah, it's if you sell it, which, oh, by the way, is a taxable event. Correct. So now you right? take that 10% down to seven. Yeah, exactly. And again, um, what people don't tell you when they quote the 100-year stocks is, it really matters when you get in, right? Uh, you can look at the charts and if you, if you kind of branch it correctly, it looks amazing. And then if you move it like three years, like if you bought, like if you bought at the peak of the last crash, sure, you eventually came back, but boy, uh, you had to suffer a lot. And, and what people don't really realize, I, I hate the 20, the 30, the 50 year stock charts um, because it doesn't take into account human behavior. Something I have studied, it was the focus in economics and I've never let up, is the consumer psychology. And what happens if you buy into a stock and it starts to dip and you're, you've, you've caught the two or three year down cycle, at some point you cry uncle and you throw in the towel. We have a nasty habit of, again, it's human psychology, buying at the top and selling at the bottom. And these people who quote 10 and 50 year charts are... Um, most consumers don't, most investors don't do that. If you want to buy the index fund and be done, great. But I don't, everything, the few stock videos I've seen, Kevin, he's talking specific names and they are very Kathy Wood-like. And those, those, those companies, high debt, high growth, no earnings, zero earnings, um, they're going to get smoked in this environment. The thing I always see left out in most of those studies when people point to a chart and say, well, if you've invested invest in stocks over a long enough period, you're pretty much guaranteed a return because for 100 years, it's been there. Mm -hmm. Those studies had tiers of who profited the most. The people who made the most were the people who were dead and didn't touch their portfolios at all. Yeah, exactly. The second, the second biggest, I'm sorry, my Zoom might be kicking out. Nope, the second biggest one was people who forgot they had accounts. The third yeah. one was that cat that walked around on the keyboard and they did the comparison based on what the cats, what yeah. stocks would have been versus the investment mm -hmm. funds. People who were managing funds, professionally managed funds were pretty far, far down the tier. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see YouTubers like Meet Kevin and Graham Stefan um, pointing out the stock market is crashing, pointing out stocks might not be the safest bet. And 
one of the things that's really important to me is that I'm an investor. Mm. I am not an entrepreneur. Yeah, me too. Right. Yeah. A lot of people say they want to be an entrepreneur because they don't yeah. want a boss. So they don't want to work 40 hours a week. They want to work 90. And yeah. if you want to invest in stock successfully uh -huh. and, and take all of the time and energy it takes to learn how to be some kind of trader, that is a beyond a full-time job to yeah. be good at that. Uh, yeah, there's really two choices you have when you talk about stocks. You can, you can be the ultimate lazy investor. And there's a one way you just buy the S&P index, right? Which is Warren Buffett's like, he hates the index, but he goes, hey, for the average person, it's probably best. Or you go the other extreme and you study a sector of stocks. Because what people don't realize, and I've only known this because I lost so much money, is you have market risk, right? There are things that happen in the world that affect the market negatively. Then you have sector risk. Like everybody in this sector is going to get whacked. And then you have company risk. There are layered risks in this that if you are picking individual names, you have to do all of them. If you just focus on the company, miss sector, miss market, no good. You just look at the market, miss sector, miss company. It is more than a full-time job. The people that are, that's why, that's why people on Wall Street have a focus because not everybody, you just can't do everything everywhere. So um, I think, I think, what little I've seen of Meet Kevin, it makes me nervous because he is quoting specific names and talking about buying the dip and how he's putting $600,000 to work. I'm like, man, most of your viewers probably got like 600 or six grand and they can't buy the dip after the dip after the dip, right? You see those memes, right? Where it says buy the dip and then there's the dip and then there's the dip. I mean, he's, I, I think he could, he might hurt some people. Well, one of the things I like about how you invested in crypto, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, people say- yeah. Well, but he's all 100% in real estate. Why is he investing in crypto? Because you took 1%, 1%. of your net worth and put it into crypto. When Meet Kevin takes $600,000 and puts it to work and he's making over $6 million a year, you, it's, it's, it's an affordable risk for him to take. Well, that, and, and he probably makes 10 grand on that video, right? So, <laughs> right, the, the infinite monetization of, yeah, of exactly. losing money. Right? Yeah. So Warren Buffett has the idea that, you know, index funds are perfect for the average person but it's not the way that he would invest. Right. For me, it, it's kind of the same that with um, retirement accounts. Mm. For the average person who never learns how to invest and never wants to put money to work in a machine like real estate yeah. that can buy your freedom, retirement accounts are better than nothing. Oh, absolutely. But, but running absolutely. a company with over 60 staff and having worked at several companies throughout my career where there are retirement accounts, very few people have retirement accounts when they retire. Most people have a health crisis, a divorce, a death in the family, something that says, oh, I've got this 401k and I can tap it right now and take this money out and do something. Mm. The barrier to entry to get into retirement accounts is very low. Yeah. The barrier to take the money out is very low, a 10% penalty. Yeah. With real estate, I don't see hardly anybody saying, I need to pull out all of the money, so I'm going to sell that rental property right now, and it's <laughs> going to be all of my retirement is gone because of this one life event. You can take out a home equity line of credit. Yes. You can do a cash out refinance. You can somehow use the money while still maintaining the asset. Oh, absolutely. And oh, by the way, one of the things that I like, and I haven't talked about enough is real estate is kind of illiquid, right? You have an emergency right in front of you, something. It is far easier to tap your 401k. You get a check in about 10 days. Unless you're going to really fire sell a piece of real estate and find a cash buyer, you're not getting your money for 45 or 60 days. It's just slower. Right, which is a benefit because it stops you from 
doing that as one of your first go-to responses. It, it, it doesn't allow you to cannibalize, right? Real estate offers a lot more options if you plan. Like, oh, I can go get an equivalent. Oh, I can do a cash out refi. I oh, right. The the people that really learn real estate, like you've had, you you call yourself lazy, which I think is a great moniker, but it's so not true. Um, you're just efficient, right? There's I think there's a difference between being efficient and lazy. And yeah, you're just you just keep going. And I think if you add recycling capital, which is something that I hope to get you to in the next 12, 12 to twenty four months. Um, you're going to be amazed at what you can do. One thing I like to look at is the amount of money that I've invested in real estate uh -huh. versus if I took that amount of money and invested in stocks. Mm. If I had 100% gains every year since the day that I started investing in real estate, but invested in stocks, I still wouldn't have the net worth that I do now. Oh, neither would I. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, it's, it's I don't know what the exact number is, but as far as cash, I... I'm given all the refinances and things I have done of late, I think I have zero dollars in my entire portfolio. And I have a big portfolio, like zero of my own dollars, right? Because you buy stuff. Time in the market is better than timing the market. And you can pull money out. And, you know, I, I talked about that first 20 grand I put to work. I got it back in 18 months plus 30,000 friends. That 30,000 friends bought two other properties, which I recycled, or recycled capital two years later. And bought more stuff, and then I ten thirty. I mean, if you do this right, and uh, you they always got a cash flow day one. Don't bet on appreciation. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's not even close. I mean, God, it's not even close. Right. That's why when we talk about the income snowball later, yes. it is not just cash flow that is the income snowball. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this is fun. So folks, again, um, if you're if the stock market is scaring you, I'm sorry. Uh, it's tough. I think it's about to get a lot tougher. Uh, I suggest figuring out real estate. And that's what I did, right? You, you turn seven into 191, 191 into 40. You go, that hurts. I'm not doing that again. I'm going to go figure it out. Go create a tight buy box. Look at the buy box every day. Eventually learn that and then do good or great deals because it is always a great day to do a great deal as a good friend of mine named Dion says. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Dion, how can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. I'm also really active in the Bigger Pockets forums and the Bigger Pockets Facebook groups. I'm one of the teaching assistants in the Bigger Pockets boot camps that are going on. There's another one starting up in a couple of weeks. So if you like to spend at least an hour a week with me uh, in a live Zoom, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, you've got to spend some time with Dion. If you're new, he is the man. All right, Dion, thank you very much. We will get into round two. Thanks, Mike.